0: God's doing some amazing work, and it's kind of what I want to share with you, kind of uh, what God's been doing in my life. And this week, during our staff meeting, Pastor Scott asked us, "What are you?" or asked me, what are you preaching this week? And I said, well, I'm pretty much preaching to myself. Um, and so, we're just going to go with that. So, if you look at the tithing, it's take the opportunity. Um, the passage this morning is found out of Luke 10, 38-42. through So, if you go to your Bibles and turn there to Luke 10. Verse 38-42. And when you get there, let's uh, stand for the reading of God's word, please. Let us read. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So one thing that that people always go through transitions. We're always transitioning into new seasons, and these new seasons bring new things, okay? New seasons, new things. Entering a new season, they can be the end of the school year, so all the students that just finished school, entering a new season, summertime, time where they don't do anything. They wake up, they eat, they play, they repeat that for the next three months. That's the life. Uh, Come this time is also like Uh, Graduation, so a lot of graduation parties, people finishing up school, all that. Some of you are still in school, so finals. Um, Also, this can be a year of transition where perhaps a marriage isn't going well, or you're entering a marriage, or it's a new season in which you lost a loved one and you're just doing the first holidays without that loved one. Transitions can be good and they can be bad, they can be rough. And it's one of those things in where we enter and we don't have no clue how it's going to end up. Transitions create stress. And stress can come from the good transitions as well as the bad transitions. If we look at this morning scripture in verse 38 through 39. It says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. So you have here these two sisters, okay? The two sisters. I want to acknowledge these two sisters really quick. First of all, Jesus and his disciples, Jesus and his 12 disciples, okay? 13 people entering a home of a woman, okay? A woman's home. At that time, it's like, uh, he goes goes to where they're at and he enters their home. Now, if I had somebody come to my home, 13 people, I'd be a little freaked out because I had to make sure, you know, everything gets done. You want to be good hosts, right? Right. Okay, so there's Mary and Martha, and this is what I picture when I think of these two sisters. I picture Martha, okay? Martha May probably was the older sister, okay? And we look at Mary, the younger sister, and this can give you a little glimpse of my life, okay? So growing up, I have one younger brother, okay? His name's RJ, and luckily he's not here this morning, so I can talk about him. So my brother and I, every time my dad would say, hey, boys, go in the back, go clean up this, or go do that, or do work. And so we're like, okay. So it was always me trying to get RJ, RJ, we gotta do this, RJ, gotta do this. Okay. And RJ's just dragging his feet, and I'm like, get this done. Let's, let's, come on, let's get this going. Artie's like, fine, and he's just dragging his feet, and I'm doing all the work. Like, it's frustrating. Like, anybody else have those younger siblings who are growing up where you had to do stuff, you had to get stuff done, and your younger sibling's like dead weight, they're not helping you at all? Okay, that was my brother at times. At times, he would argue that that was me. To that, he was right. And so we see Mary and Martha, we see these two sisters, and I can only imagine what's happening in this moment where they are, like, overwhelmed. They see Jesus and the disciples walking up, and Martha opens up her home, like, yeah, yeah, come on, come on. And they're all cramming into this home. And I can only picture Martha being there thinking, what did I get myself into? Oh, my goodness, what did I get myself into? And Martha is is, is most likely at this point like, freaking out a little bit. She's like, uh, okay. This is fine. I got this. We can do this. I have my sister here to help me. Perfectly fine, okay? I looked, when I was younger, we had these, these, these large um, Japanese pine trees in our front lawn. And they give out a bunch of leaves and these little sticky bowls, okay? And every time there was a windstorm, everything would fall and the whole yard would be covered in it. And it was easy to get the leaves raked up, but there was these little spiky balls that were impossible to rake up. I remember one year, it was just super windy. Everything fell from the tree. And my dad's like, "Go, uh, boys, go rake that up. And I'm just like, okay, it's fine. There's two of us. We'll get this done in no time. So I'm over here raking, getting stuff done. And here's RJ throwing these things at me. And I'm like, we're not going to get this done. We're not. And at this time, like, I, I, I would get frustrated. I'm like, RJ, get this done. Like, you don't talk, your, your teeth get stuck because you're so upset and you're angry and you're frustrated. Like, come on, let's get this done. And that stress starts to build up. That worryness starts to build up. What happens if I don't get this done? So Jesus enters the home of Mary and Martha. And we see something here That made me laugh when I first read it, and it said, she had a sister called Mary, in verse 39, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. We look at Mary, and the time in which Mary should have been doing something, she chose to be at the feet of Jesus. Jesus. She's heard Jesus. She's heard the stories of Jesus. She's heard the miracles that Jesus has done and the people that have followed him and heard of what they have done. And Mary decided at that moment, a conscious decision to stop and to be at the feet of Jesus. And as this happens, we look at verse 40. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. I'm going to stop right there. Martha was distracted by the preparations that had to be made. Distractions. All of us have them. All of us have these distractions in our life that keep us from knowing who Jesus is more that keep us from knowing and having a deep relationship with Jesus. We have these distractions. Martha was distracted with what had to be done. She allowed the chaos in her life to keep her from being focused on Jesus. I don't know about you guys, but if I had 13 people walk up in my home, I'd I'd probably be distracted too. Even while serving Jesus, Martha's whole purpose, okay, Martha's whole thing was to serve Jesus. But while she was serving Jesus, she was distracted by what had to be done, and she lost track of serving Jesus. Let me say that again. While serving Jesus, okay, she opened up her home to serve the Lord, to serve the Messiah. She opened up her home. She had the Messiah walk up in her home, and she was serving him. But there was things that had to be done in order to make things like— Good, be a good host. That she was distracted by the minute details and it kept her from really focusing on who Jesus is. While serving Jesus, we allow the work that needs to be done distract us. These distractions distractions can be many things and they lead us to become unglued. They, they, They lead us to become unfocused on who Christ is. Martha was there with Jesus and Mary. They were there with the disciples. And we see Mary at the feet of Jesus. We see Mary's there. And we see Martha who is trying to get stuff done. She's working. She's, she's putting in the effort. She's trying to make sure there's enough food for everybody. She's trying, to, she's trying to be a good host. She's trying to be a good host. Something that we long for. Something that we hope for. Something that we want people to say, yeah, when I went to their house, they were, they were a great host. We want that. And Martha, in that moment, allowed herself to be worried, consumed by what needed to be done. She allowed herself to be worried and consumed by what needed to be done. And in that moment, she was distracted. I'm going to be honest with you guys this morning and give you a little window of my life the past few weeks. Um, this, this passage here really struck me a few weeks ago, and I, I, and I spoke on this passage with middle schoolers a few weeks ago about uh, taking the opportunity to seek Jesus in a life of chaos. And I had mentioned to them, uh, this is what's happening in my life. And the past few weeks in my life, my journey has been this. Um, finishing up, so for those who haven't known uh, I started my, my master's in the fall uh, Finished my first year of seminary uh, Last Friday Which was amazing um, Yeah So finished that But in the process of that In the process of finishing up my first year I had finals, I had papers to pass, Trying to pass Greek um, I was moving from Riverside to Redlands There was a, a little family vacation thrown in there Oh, yeah, and then Pastor Scott asked me to preach. And so, and then end of, the, end of the school year stuff, okay? So there's a lot of stuff that's piling on. I'm sitting there, in my, I remember just sitting there in my room thinking, how am I going to get this done? The next day I go to the office, and normally I'm, I'm not a person, so those who don't really know me, I'm not really an organized person. I wish I was more organized. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. So I can't, it's an area I can grow in, we'll say that. It's an, edition, it's an area I can grow in. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to grow in this area. So I pulled out my calendar, and I started writing stuff for the month of May, of like the day, like what I need to get done on those days. And I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing, and I'm like, oh my goodness, there are literally no days in May where I have nothing. Like, there's no days in May in which I have, quote unquote, rest, There are zero days this month that I can say, I have nothing to do that day. And I remember sitting at my desk, and this is before, and then Rachel Peters walks in, she goes, everything okay? And I said, I have nothing, like no free days. She goes, wow, well, oh well. And walks off, and I'm just like, what am I going to do? Like, I am stressed, I don't know what I'm gonna do in these moments, and mind you, most of this stuff is to bring God glory. I'm in school so that I can eventually lead a congregation one day, be prepared and equipped to serve God in a deeper way. I'm doing this for the glory of God. I'm not doing this for personal gain. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this for the glory of God, and this work is piling up. I'm trying to pack my apartment, I'm trying to get stuff done. I'm trying to make sure youth ministry is happening well, making sure that we're ending the year strong. And things are piling up. And at one point, I'm like, God, what are you doing? God, where are you? And and as I read this passage, as I read the scripture, I can relate to what Martha says. And Martha, in verse 40, the second part of verse 40, she says, she came to him, Jesus, and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Don't you care? She cried out to God, to Jesus in that moment and yelled, "Don't you care?" There are moments in our lives in which we get consumed by the stuff that needs to be done. We get consumed by what needs to be finished. And in those moments, we, we allow the weight of the world to fall on our shoulders, and we get stressed out, we get tired, and we get frustrated, and we start to lash at people who we mean not to lash to. I mean, I, I do it to people all the time by accident. Like, people are like, hey, like, not right now. They're like, sorry. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, that frustration, that anger, that, str- that stress comes out in a way, hey, it's not loving. And B, it's not the other person's fault. And in those moments, like I said, where I found myself in that time, I remember asking God, God, don't you care? Can't you help me? Help me. I'm frustrated. There's so much stuff that needs to be done. I need help. And in that moment, like I said, I I, I related to Martha. The work piles on. There needs to be stuff that needs to be done we lash out we turn into martha in those moments we become martha where we were like yes i can take that on i can do this i yeah i got that and as we as we do this we, we we get so focused on completing it that we lose the true focus of living our life to bring god glory we lose the focus of being focused on jesus we lose the aim on jesus Because we're so caught up in what needs to be done that we lose focus on Jesus. Even at times when we're trying to serve Jesus, we can lose focus. We can get caught up. I have a lot of friends in youth ministry, and we meet up quite a bit, and we talk a lot about how we get so caught up in times in the administrative part of youth ministry that it kind of affects the spiritual part of youth ministry. And that's scary. It's terrifying. And I think to myself, how many times do I do that in my life? And I had to really stop and look and think back of, Lord, how in my life have I been focused on you and stayed focused on you? Lord, have I lost focus on you by what's around me? And the answer is yes, especially these last past few weeks. I'm not gonna lie, these past few weeks have been so stressful, so tiring, so draining. And I'm asking, God, don't you care? God, don't you care? Don't you hear me? You see me doing all this stuff. A little strength would be nice. A little bit of grace would be awesome. And we see something that's amazing. When Martha asked this to Jesus, when Martha asked the same question to Jesus, he says this. In verse 41, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Jesus' response calls out the issue. Martha yells out in in a, in a spot of like, God, what are you doing? Like, don't you care? And Jesus had to redirect her. And he calls out the issue. And that issue was that Martha was distracted. Martha allowed life circumstances, life events to distract her from what is happening. He had Martha that was trying to get things done, trying to impress, trying to be on top of it. Then you had Mary who sat at the feet of Jesus in those moments. You have Mary at the feet of Jesus in moments in which work needs to be done. For some of us, that sounds like, some of us, all of us here, I can guarantee you all of us here are Martha. When, When there's work that needs to be done, we're like, let's do it. We gotta get this work done and if people aren't helping, we're like, God, like, help us. Like, why aren't you helping? Like, we get stressed out. We do all this stuff. But we look at, we, we see Martha, and we realize, like, yeah, we can relate really well to Martha. It's very hard for us to relate to Mary because what Mary does is anti-cultural. What Mary does goes against what we're raised to do. In the moment in which work piles on, Mary doesn't help. Mary stops. And she's focused on Christ. She is at the feet of Jesus. She chose Jesus in a moment in which she needed to get stuff done. And you're probably thinking, Mario, are you telling us to neglect our work? Are you telling us not to do our homework? Like, this is not an excuse for you not to do your homework, students. This is not an excuse for you not to finish your deadlines. This is not an excuse. This is not an excuse to not do your work, okay? I'm not saying that. Please don't send me any emails. I'm not saying that, okay? What I'm saying and what I'm encouraging you is this. As you live your life, as you enter, as you have tomorrow, because Memorial Day, but as you go back to the office on Tuesday, the classrooms to clean up, the office space to do your work, the Bible studies you attend, As you enter that, and as you enter a new new season, as you transition into a new season, a new season of marriage, a new season of losing a loved one, a new season of graduation, a new season of a new job, may your eyes be fixed on Jesus. May you take those opportunities to stop where you are at, and be at the feet of Jesus. Because like I said earlier, it's really easy to be Martha and to get distracted and to worry about those things and say, Jesus, we'll be back. I'll be back. Don't worry. I'll be back. I got you. I didn't forget you. But in a way we have, by allowing those distractions to pile on, let us be more like Mary and less like Martha in a culture and a society that tells us to be like Martha. Let us stop let us be at the feet of Jesus. That's the important thing in life. It's to be at the feet of Jesus. Be reminded daily of the importance of Jesus. So the question this morning to you guys is this. Who are we going to be? Who are we going to be? Are we going to be a church, a body that is like Martha? Martha? that is worried about A, B, C, and D and trying to get things done? Or are we gonna be like Mary? And in those moments of chaos and those moments of frustration and those moments of fear and those moments of worry and those moments of stress, are we gonna be like Mary and say, you know what, I need to go back to Jesus. I need to be at the feet of Jesus right now because I can't do this any longer. Like I said, it's really easy to be Martha. But I pray and I hope and I challenge and encourage you all that we may be like Mary, focused on Christ, seeking him in all that we do so that he may be glorified. May we fix our eyes upon Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith. Let's pray. God, you are so good, and we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Father, in a time of of new season, in a time of transition, in a time in which things pile on and we feel as if there is no rest, Lord, remind us to be at your feet. Lord, remind us to be still and to come to you. Lord, we pray for strength. We pray that you guide us, you direct us. Be with us and watch over us. God, you are good and we worship you. May our eyes be fixed upon you. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen.